welcome everybody back to our Learning at Home podcast. I'm your host, Gilbert Cadiz, and I am joined today by our podcast editor, uh, who's going to help me flip the script today and ask me questions about um, summer learning, which we're going to get into. And our podcast editor here is Michelle. Say hi, Michelle. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. And uh, so for today, we wanted to go over summer learning. So it's summer. It's time for students to relax and recharge, you know, get ready for the new school year. Studies have been done showing that students lose 20 to 30 percent of their math, reading, and language skills. And with students out of school for the summer months, it's kind of important that learning continues, actually. So to ensure that they progress academically, it's really good. So uh, we wanted to go over some tips and tricks and some guidelines that we would like to share with the with everybody listening to the podcast today. And so we wanted to answer this question. So what are some things students can do to keep learning alive over the summer? So we're gonna talk about some ideas for younger and older students. Awesome, and it's it's pretty um, apt that our podcast is called Learning at Home because these strategies that we're gonna talk through are for the home over the summer, which is awesome. Absolutely. Um, so Gil, um, we're going to talk through a few different ideas. What's the first thing? I mean, we're a tutoring company, so the first thing that comes to mind for me is learning programs and actual tutoring over the summer. Um, now, we know that that doesn't necessarily mean that kids are going to just sit at a desk and read a textbook, um, but I think you've got some cool facts about how learning programs can actually help kids over the summer. So we've collected some information here. I actually wanted to share on this podcast. So the facts don't lie. Summer learning does improve academic skills. So let me share something that we've gathered from actually one of our blog posts. That's something really cool I wanted to uh, mention here. So the Wallace Foundation spent $50 million to fund the National Summer Learning Project a complex study that examined whether voluntary summer learning programs actually help students. So here's what they found. They examined over 3,000 individuals and found that students who attended summer learning programs outperformed students that did not attend these programs when starting school again. Even more impressively, the study cited a 25% gain in competency for students that attended such programs. There's no doubt about it, summer learning really helps. So this is important to help children keep their minds sharp. And uh, these summer learning programs can be hosted either by schools. And I know that I, uh, back when I was in college, I was actually part of one. It's part of a uh, summer camp program where we worked with high school students who volunteered with us to get there and, and in Toronto anyways, um, they do volunteer hours with us. So um, when they complete a certain number of volunteer hours, they actually get basically a check mark off the to-do list as far as getting their high, high school diploma. So they would join us on these programs and we would run sports events, we would run um, learning programs as far as drama goes, like we had drama programs for students and sports as well, which was also another nice engaging one. And there's a ton of academic programs here in Toronto as well, especially if uh, parents are interested in uh, enrolling their student or rather their children to these programs. It's really awesome to see. And they're part of the Toronto District School Board, the Catholic District School Board, and many others as well. Uh, needless to say, there's a ton of college resources out there as well. So that's something really cool that parents can take a look into. 
Awesome. And so that all of that to say, that does not mean that kids are sitting down and no. learning maths, right? They There are so many different opportunities and programs that are available, especially over the summer, um, for kids and parents to to take advantage of and and for any of you know our families that are listening um you know you can take advantage of your hours of tutoring that you have with us over the summer um and uh, your child's tutor can can help them with that as well um so let's take a look at, at some other ideas that we can sort of help parents to to figure out how to get learning into just the kind of day-to-day summer months for kids you know some fun ways that kids can kind of keep their brains sharp so um do you have some ideas for a skill that you can talk through oh yeah so we've gathered a whole list here so i have a couple of bullet points that we can just go through um some things that i really wanted to share with the audience so the first thing that's really interesting and i didn't even know about this myself i didn't know this helped but apparently it does after doing a bunch of reading about this especially it's keeping a journal so keeping a journal during the summer helps students to develop their writing skills, build vocabulary, uh, develop their thought processes, and even learn how to articulate how they feel. So they can record what they do each day, describe the places they visit, the people they meet, for example. I think it's a really good resource to use. Um, so I, I know just anecdotally that working with students in the past who do work with journals, we, we actually did this at part of our summer camps as well, is uh, they would kind of engage a creative process in their minds and it keeps their minds active, right? Which is really cool. So that's definitely one thing that students can try, especially if they're under high school age, under the, I'd say, about grade eight. I think it's really good value for any age regardless. But especially for younger children, this really does help activate a creative part of their mind so they can keep their minds busy over the summer. So that's definitely one good thing to try uh, another piece would be taking out or rather a piece of uh, advice we got was taking educational trips so for example visiting a museum zoo aquarium local nature walk for example fantastic ways for children to actively learn and have some fun um, you could set some uh, you could set the student rather to do tasks while you're there to make the experience more enriching. I know that the zoo is really fun, and here in Toronto anyways, I know I'm speaking about Toronto a lot, but if you live in a metropolitan area, you have an aquarium. There's a ton of facts in there about just water in general and the, the ocean and about where fish are, how they survive, their gills, and how important it is for fish to stay underwater, for example. There's a ton of stuff that you can do with children there, and you can ask them, for example, what fish do you think that is? That will get them to kind of prime their minds to say, oh, you know what? What fish is that? I don't know what that is. But there's resources there to answer that question. There's signs everywhere saying, this is the fish, this is the species type, this is what the fish is is all about really <laughs> do they live in freshwater saltwater and so they can basically go on a, a treasure hunt of knowledge i know that sounds like that's, cheesy, i but. think that's a great term a treasure hunt of knowledge i think that's awesome and what's great about this as well is it starts to develop their kind of curiosity oh yeah which is awesome and sure. even with a museum kind of learning all about history and um and what's happened in the past can really develop those curiosity skills which can very much translate into school and academics um, to be inquisitive about things 
for sure. And I remember that when I was a kid and uh, we went over to a safari, I believe. Actually, it was a zoo, but there was a safari section of it. Nice. So we drove through our van. And I remember seeing monkeys acting aggressive toward the vehicles that were driving through. I was so curious at that point. I wanted to say, or I wanted to find out what those monkeys were. And they were some kind of lemur. And uh, it was crazy to see them basically pulling stuff off of other vehicles. So yeah, it's really fun, especially when there's nature involved. It's very engaging for students as well, or children. Uh, okay, so let's move to this next point that I wanted to share with everybody, which is budget, uh, budgeting vacation spending money. So for example, if, you're, if you give your child some spending money on vacation or during their summer break, encourage them to practice budgeting it. That's always fun, right? I think that translates to a de uh, definite, I think, uh, adult skill or life skill when we grow up. Yeah. But anyway, so ask the child, for example, to get uh, to take charge of their money and to get them to allocate funds for upcoming activities. So this is a fun task and gives children the sense of responsibility, really. It also means they're using everyday math skills such as addition, subtraction, and how to divide money across a set number of days. I think that's awesome to keep the math skills nice and sharp over the summer. Absolutely, yeah. And again, that is not kind of boring if you like sat reading through a textbook that's dealing with money that's gonna affect the activities that they do oh, yeah. um, in the summer. And that links up with another podcast episode that we've got about developing or helping kids become financially independent. Um, that kind of starts that off from a young age. So, yeah, kind of all links up nicely. For sure. Uh, from Tim Morris, I remember that one. So straight from our podcast editor, of course she knows. Um, <laughs> so, there, here's another tip that's really cool. This one I really like because I actually like this, but board games. So people, so we mentioned this. Well, in one of our past episodes, I spoke with Becky Ward, one of our uh, tutor engagement specialists here at our home office. Um, Becky talked a lot about well, it's kind of like gamification, like uh, having fun with a board game, but there's always a learning experience in it. So it's a great way to, to bond as a family, first of all, and can also provide hours of stimulating entertainment for, for everybody. So games such as Scrabble, Monopoly, which is always fun, uh, they're ideal for students to practice their spelling and counting skills without even realizing it. So especially that Monopoly money, <laughs> yeah. you know, so it's always interesting to see children counting that and saying, hey, how much do how much more change do I need to give you? Like, do I need to give you this hundred bill or whatever the bill is? I know there, there's so many different versions of Monopoly. I can't even stay on top of that. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of that's a really good one as well. For sure. And I know for tactile learners out there, they like Jenga. So that's a really cool one. Jenga is a great one. For yeah. the younger ones. Absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. fun. Yeah. And uh, if you're an adult and you're playing with a younger child, you know, go easy. <laughs> <laughs> the tactile learning piece is really good, too, because it teaches them kind of how to control their hands, how to move something through space. So it's really cool to do as well. Awesome. So the next one that we've got, I think is it almost seems like an obvious one, but I think it's really important to mention is reading. Why would reading be so important for kids to, to kind of keep up with over the summer? Oh, gee, I wonder. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I mean, um, as, a, as a former tutor, I remember reading was a huge part of my, uh, I guess, repertoire as a tutor. And I know it's a really important thing, and I know a lot of people are thinking, it goes without saying, reading is good, right? 
but it's important for students to read over the summer because it continues to develop their reading skills and comprehension skills as well. So getting your child to pick two or three books, for example, to read and set aside daily, some daily reading time for the whole family, as it's an easy way for everyone to relax, unwind, and learn something new. So there are a lot of cool books out there for children. I found this one, and this is more so, I believe it would be for grades four, five, six, for example. There's this cool book by a former Navy SEAL called Way of the Warrior Kid, and you know, I actually bought it. <laughs> I started reading about it. That's awesome. And it was really about how a kid can um, overcome their own challenges and they can learn how to set schedules and uh, some interesting thing like that. I haven't finished the book yet, but there's some really good stuff about gaining confidence in school and, and over the summer too, speaking of summer learning. So that's definitely one thing that I, rec- I could recommend among many books that you can read with your children for sure. So um, you know, to keep your mind sharp over the summer. I especially do recommend this to some adult students that I used to tutor. Um, once they come back from their summer vacation, for example, for another semester in college, um, any students that are planning to take their IELTS test or TESOL or English as a second, second language test, really, um, they forget a lot of reading comprehension. And I remember that anecdotally anyways that a lot of students would ask you know the same grammar or uh, for example other types of words that they forget the definitions of because they haven't really read that much over the summer so it's so important to keep that that uh, that mind sharp in that regard because you know the more you read the better off your brain really is because there's so much going on in your mind while you're reading and it's a really good thing to do Absolutely. And I just wanted to quickly touch on something that you said there um, about setting some time aside for the whole family to read. And um, I think just in that, and again, it was in a a previous episode that we had um, with Diane Vetter, who talks about parents role modeling um, or modeling kind of what they're talking about. So if as a parent, your kids see that you are reading then they are more likely to kind of get on board with that um, and do it so it's almost kind of practicing what you what you preach I guess Um, so that might be something for parents to consider over the summer to kind of show their kids that reading is good and actually reading themselves in front of their kids oh for sure and a huge takeaway from her podcast episode I remember that was an awesome conversation first of all but she also mentioned that it does start with a good relationship with your kids so if you can really develop a good relationship with them it starts there then enriched conversations come afterwards and then they start watching you as a real mentor and as a friend as a father or mother or whatever the case may be and it's really awesome to see them kind of taking after their parents so absolutely absolutely moving on to a few other um, ideas that we got here volunteering is something that we got from the team as a really good thing for kids oh, to be yeah. doing over the summer what are your thoughts on that my thoughts on that is really good, <laughs> <laughs> it's good but to hear. in particular so uh One recommendation I can make would be to find an organization that speaks to your interests and allows you to gain some experience. The the organization will help, uh, rather will welcome having your skills on site because you're actually interested in doing that work, which is awesome. So you'll likely deal with real world situations that that kind of have you bringing helpful solutions and again, making new contacts as well would be a bonus. Um, So... Again, anecdotally, I know that I've worked with other organizations over the summer, and uh, 
some a lot of the teacher candidates actually worked with us in our summer camp now that i recall and they were really interested in becoming teachers and i I know here in canada there's one tip that a principal had given me one time he said hey if you ever want to be a teacher we actually do look at summer uh with summer camp experience because it shows that you have a skill of leadership you develop that skill and that's especially useful, I think, for high school students. So if you have that opportunity to be part of a summer camp or part of a summer learning program or a math camp, for example, anything of that nature, really good experience. Um, that's definitely something that employers are looking for in schools. And I think that's a really good thing to be part of. Um, and I know that volunteering as well can really speak to what you think is meaningful in your lives. So. It just keeps you active over the summer as well, which is also an added benefit to being part of like a volunteering organization or sorry, a nonprofit or charity, for example, that would be really cool to be part of. So here's another piece that's kind of along the lines of volunteering, but a little different. So (laughs) you're actually getting paid for this. So another another recommendation would be to get a job, get a job. That's always good. Many benefits for getting a job over the summer months, especially if your job, uh, if your job is with you in an, like a, it's kind of part of your college major, for example, like you study the same field that you're working in. Uh, if it's in your field of interest or volunteer interests, that's always awesome to be, uh, to have a job. So having a job, it'll make you accountable to others and their schedules, which is always a good life skill to have that piece of accountability. And uh, I think we had an interview with Bob Rosa. We talked a lot about executive function skills. Jobs help you definitely develop that. So executive function skills I'm talking about here. So whatever you do, you'll likely learn new skills, systems to keep you on your game. So of course the jackpot is to land a paid internship, which is always awesome. And one that you can kind of feed your need for knowledge and get some firsthand experience in a field that you're really interested in. Absolutely. And this is fantastic. for um, You mentioned college majors there for college students. Um, there's nothing more valuable than getting that type of hands-on experience. So if you can find a job over the summer that, that does link up with what you're studying at college or university, um, that will just help you so much. I know from my own personal experience, um, you know, doing business and marketing at university and being able to be in a job that was marketing focused really helped me actually do well in my degree. Um, So I can't speak to that enough that those skills that you learn in such a practical environment are so invaluable um, for for when you're at university. Definitely. Getting that job is really good to do do for especially older, older students, I would say. So we talked a little bit about college there. Now, it's almost taking it a step back, but there are tests and things that you have to do to Uh, get into college. Oh, man. So summer could be used as an opportunity to really sharpen those test-taking skills. What do you think? Definitely. There's opportunities for kind of preparation for tests. Um, So, for example, like, this is just kind of break it down a little bit so an issue with proper preparation during the school year is it takes time right makes sense it takes a lot of time and because you're in class and you have your assignments afterwards it takes a lot more time to prepare for a test so something in short supply when so many other obligations are vying for your calendar and attention it makes it harder to to kind of prepare for tests during school 
So it makes perfect sense to sharpen your preparation skills in the summertime when your time is more flexible. So I know not a lot of people like to study over the summer, but believe me when I say that the benefits when you go back to school, we've already kind of spoken about that. Retaining your ability to read and comprehend what you've learned the previous year. Um, so with time on your side, you know, think seriously about taking your highest test taking stressors and the resources or skills needed to change kind of the course of your test taking really. So you want to make sure that or, you know, that you're best prepared for whatever test you're taking. So I know in the American market, there's ACT and SAT test prep. That's a huge deal. Over the summer, take some time to see if there are any resources that you could take advantage of because that could definitely help you once you go back to school. Your mind will be a lot sharper, as we've mentioned earlier in the podcast, and might be sharper than your you know, your classmates. So that might be something good to, to aim for. You know? Yeah, for Get sure. Get top of the class. You know, <laughs> go for it. Absolutely. And again, for any of our families that are listening, especially those in the States who's referencing the ACT, SAT, um, your tutor can definitely help with those strategies. I think the summer's awesome for kind of honing in on different test-taking strategies that maybe your student has struggled with before because, as you said, the school year is so jam-packed full of activities and things happening. Um, So it's a nice period of time where the student, or your student, I should say, can really hone in and focus in on those skills that will really make a difference in the test coming up. Um, For uh, any of our families in the UK, for example, if if your student is in that GCSE stage, um, you know, you take mock exams, especially if you're going from year 10 to year 11, summer's an awesome opportunity to not only kind of get on top of um, coursework and the subjects that they're doing, but practice those exams and, and hone those different skills for those tests so um yeah i think it's a although it sounds it doesn't sound great to have to study <laughs> over the summer um it is a good opportunity for those students who are in that kind of high test season um where they have very important tests coming up well, for sure if you're thinking ahead it's really good to take advantage of those resources yeah. needless to say tutor doctor can help <laughs> we certainly can <laughs> anyways So we've got one more tip here, um, which is very, very different to to what we've just been talking about. And I think it can apply to all ages and it's a bit of fun for the whole family. Um, So, and it's spending some time in the kitchen. This one hit me by surprise. (laughs) (laughs) When I read this, I said, man, this is really cool and interesting. Yeah. But uh, the idea essentially is uh, from what we've gathered here. Uh, tutor doctor is to encourage your kids to spend time with you in the kitchen over the summer as it's the perfect opportunity for them to learn a whole host of different skills for example following reading uh, and following and reading recipes would be one big one or measuring out ingredients and understanding how to cook it uses math and science skills which is really interesting because yeah now that i think about it there's a lot of chemistry when it comes to cooking and right. baking. baking yeah is science. huge yep you've got chemical reactions that happen to create something so yeah, yeah explaining that to kids is, is really cool and for them to see hey i mix these ingredients and then add some heat to it and it creates this it's a full-on science experiment for sure and they can eat it at the end <laughs> it's, yeah and it's delicious at the end that's yeah. important you get sugar and all that so there are other skills as well, uh, 
like practicing kitchen safety is a huge one that I encourage, such as how to hold a knife, operating oven safely, for example, is a big one. Um, and it helps you build some invaluable life skills too. I know that cooking courses over the summer are really fun. Um, I, I remember I took one class. I took one class. We made cookies. It wasn't anything huge. <laughs> Chocolate chip cookies. That's all. It's, it, and this is a really great life skill. You know, it's great for younger kids. Yeah. Um, to from those science and, and math skills, um, but also for kids or students, I should say, going into college they're going to have to cook for themselves. So this is a fantastic opportunity for parents to kind of impart that knowledge and those skills onto their students. So um, at least they are eating relatively healthily <laughs> at college. Um, so yeah, great life skills for, for all ages. Definitely. So as uh, Dr. Diane Vetter had mentioned, it's so important to kind of make learning available, not just in school. It's always at home as well. Yeah, and these are just some of those, um, some of the different ways that that you can really incorporate learning into the summer months. Like we said at the beginning, it doesn't have to be um, sitting down, reading a textbook. Even when we talk to reading, that's not read. It's reading what is um, what your child is interested in, um, whether that's comic books or a novel or whatever other books or magazines are out there. There are so many different ways to incorporate learning into everyday lives and especially over the summer when kids aren't in school to really keep those skills building and, and really make sure that they're prepared and confident for when back to school comes around as well. For sure. And I think one of the keys for all of these tips, every, every one of them, so keeping a journal, you know, reading, volunteering, getting a job, uh, is to keep it engaging and interesting. That's yeah. really key. Um, because if you're not going to be engaged in it, it's going to be a little bit of a dread, although it, w it will be a learning experience. As long as it's engaging for the child or the student, it's going to be a lot more beneficial, I think, especially for purposes of learning. Um, as long as the student's engaged, you can get a lot out of any activity, really, anything we've mentioned today. So thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope you got a lot out of this. And always remember that summer is just another opportunity for learning because learning never stops. It never stops and it's everywhere. So we do have another great resource if you want to have, uh, or rather learn, some great tips on bringing literacy and numeracy to life for kids. You can reference our previous episode with Dr. Diane Vetter from York University, which was a great episode to kind of dovetail along this one. And if you like listening to these episodes, feel free to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to our podcast and any other channel that you listen to podcasts, really. So with that, thank you all so much for listening. This is Gil signing out.